Ladies and gentlemen, we at the Staggering Stories podcast present for you a carefully concealed subliminal message. What was that? I have no idea. Having a clue. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am... An absolute swine, actually. What? 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 (laughs) I had my second Covid jab today. It's back to normal. Oh, yeah. Second Covid jab today. First thing in the morning, and I'm not feeling 100% at the back. It's wrapping me on my COVID. I'd just like to say, I love you. Anyway, I was having a a little lie down when he got home from work, (laughs) and he came in and said, How are you? And I said, Not feeling too good, actually. And he called me a drama queen. No, no, no. You called me a drama queen because you had no reaction to it whatsoever. That is, that is not the way you you're... just punched me on it now. What's wrong punch with people. you, that man? Is not the way it happened. You're presenting it slightly more harsh. Did you or yes, did you not? Yes, if you hit me on the COVID jab one more time with your hands, I'm not hitting you. I'm accidentally tapping you. <laughs> Yeah, numerous times. That, yeah. that is not. It's like when we were all at school when we used to have a when we had our BCG. Oh and God, yeah. 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 Get some good punching, punching each then. other. Don't even think yeah. it. The the word drama queen may have entered the conversation. <laughs> yes, but from you. <laughs> but it was meant in jest. He also did this. Oh. <laughs> 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 If I puke this evening, I'm going to wake you up and puke on you. I love you. I just want you to know that. Go away. And now, without further ado, backwards lyrics, song lyrics besides, it's the news with El Presidente. News. Doctor Who news. Bradley and Barrowman's immersive action. The long-trailed but COVID-delayed Doctor Who immersive theatre experience, Doctor Who colon time fracture, has added Mm. a couple of familiar names, David Bradley and John Barrowman. Neither will be directly exposing themselves to the unwashed public, but they will (sighs) reprise their roles as the first Doctor and Captain Jack Harkness in pre-recorded segments. Joining them is the previously announced, and indeed already appearing in a trailer, Gemma Redgrave, who will help out as Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, also via video screen. 
Besides these pre-recorded segments, there will also be actors interacting live with the paying fans in what sounds like a part escape room, part live theatre experience. Ooh. Prices start from forty nine ninety five per person and will be finally opening to previews in a couple of weeks in London, W1. Bit pricey. It is a bit steep, mm. yes. It is, but... It's a bit pricey, and we've seen Barrowman and him before, <laughs> so... Still be nice to go with her, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be somewhere that's Yeah, somewhere after that's a year of being home. stuck indoors, <laughs> 50 quid seems like a pretty cheap price to me <laughs> compared to stuck here. For the price of freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a small price to pay. <laughs> yeah, about a year to save up. Renewals. Invincible flies, but the Irregulars crashes. Oh. Mm. Amazon Prime's gory animated superhero series, Invincible, gets not only a second, but a third season. The Walking Dead's creator, Robert Kirkman, created his adult-orientated superhero comic back in 2003, the same year as his more famous zombie series. Amazon's recent adaptation of Invincible has gone down rather well and features such voices as Stephen Yoon, Jonathan Kimball, J.K. Simmons, Julian Jacobs, Mark Hamill, Walton Goggins and Zachary Quinto. Hmm. I believe she pronounces it Gillian Jacobs. It is Gillian, yeah. I don't know why. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amazon Prime's biggest rival, naming Netflix, is increasingly becoming yeah, the Fox TV of streaming services. Yep, and recently confirmed that position by killing Nielsen's top uh, topping series, The Irregulars. The week after its release, The Irregulars had the number one spot on the Nielsen streamings r- rankings, even beating Marvel's The Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is clearly not enough for Netflix. Deadline broke this news on the fourth of May. But, as yet, there has been no official announcement or justification from Netflix for this surprising cancellation. Well, Netflix, I suppose their justification will be, we paid for it, we don't want to do it, which, you know... Yeah, it was an absolutely cracking series. I'm wondering mm. if it's they actually had something to follow it up with, because it was a good series, and it kind of finished at a point where you finished the whole story. It didn't leave you on a... There were no cliffhangers. Were no cliffhangers. Well, that's, what, that's what writers are for. Yeah, but I'm wondering, another story I'm wondering if they the, the people that came up with that original one didn't have something they felt was going to have the same draw yeah i don't know that that seems a bit you know there's so many people out there who are capable of coming up with a decent six part Mm, series yeah but even netflix is it's the last sort of uh, channel that i want to see developing uh, fox disease they've been a bit uh, cancellation happy of of late and what's happened behind the scenes whether they've overstretched yeah yeah, the rumor is that they were nearly ready to start filming again in uh, liverpool i think it was So it was all lined up, and then mm-hmm. they pulled the plug. Pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they did have scripts in hand, and they yeah. are good to go. I mean, I suppose it also depended on uh, how many seasons the actors all signed up for. Oh, they'd be... Yeah, they usually unusual. sign them up for two mm-hmm. strokes, three, don't they? Or one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus a sequel. Oh, well. Any more news? Any addendums? Yeah. I have addendums. You've got oh, an addendum. Right. I have an addendum. Go on, then. Well, my first addendum just missed the podcast last week, so it's an old addendum, but Adam hasn't touched upon it, so Ooh, right. I'm, I'm throwing it is into it, the is ring. Is it because it's so out of date he no longer cares? <laughs> it could be that he's <laughs> so out of date that he no longer cares. Go on, then. What is it? Lightsabers. <gasps> Lightsabers. Oh, it's oh. so cool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You they know come, about this. They've come up with this, oh, and it's brilliant, and it's, it's, it makes the noise and everything. Uh, apparently, <laughs> the patent for a new version of lightsaber was bought out by Disney 
back in 2018 and they've been working on it since then and they've actually come out with a working model at the moment only for executives to be done in private press conferences and what's it the 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 actors i i can't remember the, the, I just the, pe- the, the people the people who pretend to be the characters you know mm-hmm. the people who pretend mm-hmm. to be mickey mouse the people who pretend mm-hmm. to be oh them oh yeah okay. uh, they, they've got a special name for it the the people who go to see it aren't called uh visitors they're guests mm. oh cast members mm. they call yeah, yeah, thank, thank you cast members <laughs> it's usually only for the cast members but they have brought out a lightsaber that extends by itself and it goes it's It's so cool (laughs) the the patent for it it seems to be a motorized tape measure and (laughs) that's that's the way it's described as a motorized measure with led lights in the back (laughs) that is it that is it it's it's essentially it's it's a clear tube that is extended and receded by a motor in the handle and has a stream of neon LEDs down the centre. Blimey. And I've seen footage of it and it looks good. It looks, it looks so good. cool. Whether they can actually fight with it and it's strong enough to Probably take the battle is, it, is another matter. Yeah. But it does look so cool. It really does. It's better than the Palatoy one I had as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to fight to that and it just bent and then this, that kink just stayed there forever. Went yeah, floppy. This, 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 you press a button and it extends by itself with the noise and everything and you, you press the button again and it will recede back into the hilt. Okay, the important question is how much are they? <laughs> ah, but this is it. That's it. They're not for general sale at the moment. They're only for cast members. Ah. So they're probably really You have to mug somebody. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm yep. up for that. What probably do you reckon? You're a Disney? <laughs> <laughs> the easiest one to get to, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll distract. You go in there. We'll mug them. <laughs> yeah. Gene, Gene, yep. Gene can divert them down a blind alley and yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, my second addendum. Two addendums. Two addendums. I've got what is it with you? I've got, you I've got drama queen. The Universal Dark Universe. Oh god, that's still going on. May <laughs> not be quite as dead as they thought it was. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they had abandoned the uh, the Dark Universe with the failure of the Mummy. Then they brought out a modern update of The Invisible Man, Man, which technically was going to be part of the Dark Universe, but because it failed totally, they dropped all the Dark Universe links. But The Invisible Man was successful. It was a good film. It was interesting. It was people went to see it and it made money. Mm. So they're again bringing out another film that doesn't have any connections with the Dark Universe whatsoever. No, 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 no. But it could possibly be lumped into it. What is it? Renfield. 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 Oh. oh, okay. It's in the Dracula character. In in the Dracula films or the Dracula stories, you have uh, a hunch, hunchman. Hunchman? Henchman? Mm. Thank you. Henchman, <laughs> who's taken over by the hypnotic power of Dracula, who mm. was called Renfield. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a new film. I think it's just gone into production that is going to be concentrating on his story. Okay. Mm-kay. You know this. Yeah. What's that thing called? A barrel. Yeah. You know when you scrape the bottom of <laughs> yeah. <it>? splinters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. 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 The director attached is Chris McKay, and it's been written by Rick and Morty's Ryan Ridley. There's no 
other big names attached, but they went on the Kevin Smith's podcast and were discussing it. Oh, okay. So there'll well, be lots, know, of, might be good. lots yeah. of burping in it. Lot, lots of burping. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> My last addendum. Good oh, God, third, man! Oh, yes, yes. Mr. Tennant. Mm-hmm. David has been uh, attached to the amazing Morris cartoon. Morris Dancer? <laughs> no, for those those of you those of you who don't know, it's a an animated adaptation of the Terry Pratchett Discworld book and the amazing Morris and his educated rodents. <laughs> it's can I tell him? Can I please, tell him? Please. It's um, mm-hmm. basically rats and mice that have uh, lived in the unseen university. And um, they've absorbed the various spells and things that uh, are... And so they become like super, super, super rats. And the cat, of course, eats the rats and so absorbs it that way. And it's the tale of a cat and his mice. Basically, it's um, Mm. a scam on the Pied Piper of Hamlet. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the, the mice and the rats move into a neighbourhood, cause havoc... And then Maurice, the brains of the outfit, yeah. comes along with his boy, who's called Keith in the book. <laughs> <laughs> and they run a scam to get rid of the mice by these magic flutes. You can't trust people called Keith, can you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that's animated, because I think that it would is, be absolutely wonderful. It is animated. an animated... It is animated, excellent. There is actually, if I can find the thing again, I've just lost it. There is actually quite a few big names attached to this. Apart from David Tennant. Yeah, hang on, mm. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We have Hugh Laurie will be voicing Maurice with Tennant's Hamish Patel as the boy Keith. Downton <laughs> Abbey's <laughs> Hugh Bonneville as the mayor of Bad Blintz. Amelia Clark as the mayor's daughter. So there are, there are a few big names there. few names oh, attached to it. One, one animation I did like David Tennant doing a voiceover for... Uh, yeah, voice acting was uh, the Highway Rat. Oh, I didn't see that. I know he was in How to Train Your Dragon, mm. and, mm. Was he? and he was Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, indeed. It's scheduled to debut in twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Mm. The third year of lockdown. So there are... <laughs> say <it>? that <laughs> <laughs> we're only just beginning to pull it together at the moment. So these are only names that have been attached. So they've yet to do recording. So probably be a Christmas job. Yeah, sounds like yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> so good year and a half or more away. Yeah. For God's sake, someone else say they've got an addendum before he jumps in again. No, no, mm. that's all my addendums. I am now addendumed out. And that's the end of the news. Right, we've been listening to more offerings from those audio mongers at Big Finish. Mm. We have, yes. This time, it's the adventures of Lucy Bleeding Miller. Pause for music. The further adventures of Lucy Miller, no less. She's back. Back after what happened to her at the end of, la- of the last passage, <laughs> which we won't go into here. <laughs> no! <laughs> Was it death means nothing to these people? <laughs> right, so this is a box set of four stories starring Sheridan Smith and Paul McGann. Yep. We have Daleks, we have a roller derby, we have a haunted house, and we have Image of the Fendal, the next generation. Ah. Guess which was my favourite story. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were, they were all absolutely cracking. 
My favourite one was the haunted house one. Um, But my my favourite moment was hearing a Dalek saying, Halt, Lucy Bleeding Miller is escaping. (laughs) (laughs) You don't expect a Dalek to take it so literally. (laughs) She introduced herself. She did. did. So come on, Jean, tell us, as if we don't know, which one was your favourite one. Well, it was the one that was basically the Wicker Man meets him. <laughs> yeah. That's what we said, yeah. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wicker man. I, I have to say, on these ones, I ordinarily I find with the big finished box set, there's usually three good stories and one mediocre. Mm, Not in this yeah. case. I found all no. four of them were really good stories yeah. in their own yeah. right. Yeah. You didn't necessarily have the arc. You had the arc that was the first story and the last story. So you, you weren't necessarily waiting for things to happen. But they were four really good stories. One thing that caught me by surprise, by the very title of the box set, I mean, I would have thought it would have been a sort of standalone adventures. But I mean, you know, Paul McGann did sort of feature quite, you know, well, I wouldn't say quite heavily, mm. but his presence was noticeable there. Yeah, where I was expecting sort of just Lucy Miller and supporting actors. Well, at the moment, I'm listening to, re-listening to the original Eighth Doctor sets. And mm-hmm. yes, McGann is in there a large amount. But to my mind, the focus is more on Lucy. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Certainly, mm. certainly in the um, the first one and the last one, McGann yeah. is there, but it's less so. Not that I'm complaining. It's almost like you're listening to the adventure from the assistant's or companion's perspective mm. rather yeah. than the doctor yeah. or your perspective. Yeah, the, I get the feeling the spotlight is more on Lucy than it was on the doctor, but the nature of the show the doctors always has a dominating presence mm. i like listening to the behind the scenes stuff that comes at the end of the stories and um they're talking with the producer it's been quite a few years since sheridan smith was at big finish and he said that um she arrived and when it was time to start recording she just headed straight for her usual booth <laughs> was, wasn't told you know you're in there just went in mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is one of the things I love about Doctor Who. It doesn't matter what atrocities befall your companions, such as death. Hmm. You can always slot more stories in. <laughs> Indeed, timey yeah. wimey, you know. It <laughs> is. It is. Big, finish, big finish all over. Yeah, everything big finish is slotted in somewhere. Yeah, it is. Well, Adric, Nissa, and Tegan have been with the Doctor for like forty-seven years. <laughs> if you line all the adventures up, yeah, it's the fifth Doctor's era in particular. <laughs> He's had many adventures with Perry yeah. before he regenerated. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one, the Daleks. The Dalek right, track. So there's a black hole. Yes, <gasps> a mysterious black hole. Yes, and a mm. ship is crashing into the black hole. A staple of some very good science fiction. Of course it is. Of course Indeed. it is. And uh, in this black hole, I can't remember the name. Was it Jason? I can't remember the names of the two blokes. Jason. That's, that's quite um, apt, really, isn't uh, it? That you yeah, can't yeah, remember. It is, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you've got these these two guys um, in on this planet inside this black hole, and basically they're best bestest mates in the whole wide world with these people called Daleks who help yeah, the- them. The Daleks were, yeah, well, if they could bend over backwards. Yeah, huh? thoroughly decent them. chaps. Yeah. Mm. And Clearly misjudged them. by the Doctor. 
who comes to save them. The, do- the doctor is here. He will save us. The doctor is here. He will save that us. That sounded wrong, didn't it? <laughs> it did in so many ways. Him and a Dalek happy, and him and a Dalek genuinely happy that the Dalek yeah. doctor's there. So why is the doctor saving them? They are in this planetoid or in this area on the inside of the event horizon of the black mm, hole. Yeah. Which sort is of, a bad place to which be. Which is a very bad place mm. to be. Almost impossible, one would For say. For some mm. reason, mm. They, everyone seems to have lost their memories. These two lads have lost their memory the longer they're staying there. The Daleks have lost all type of memory that, that, that they're supposed mm. to be the superior beings. Everything should be exterminated and the Doctor is evil. And even once they're... The, Doctor starts to behave weirdly as well, and he takes a box from the Daleks, and the only person that seems to be holding on to her sense of who she is is Lucy. Mm, Um, And at the end of it, Lucy needs to get them out of there, and she has a feeling there's something wrong with this box, and it's like, well, we either... Everyone lives or everyone dies. So, of course, she says, okay, let's live, so... Everyone lives. The Doctor gets them all yep. out of the explosion, out of the black hole, the Daleks. Including the Daleks, yeah. You know, the, the two two guys with their ship and this box. Yeah, yeah, it takes that, that old Eccleston thing of everybody lives. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and makes it unpleasant. It head. Yeah, mm. bad. As we find out in the final episode. Uh, yeah. His box set. Yeah, it's definitely fun, the Daleks being reasonable and working with mm. other people. It just didn't sit right, they did needed it? To. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It was, it was rather unsettling. Because you, you're waiting for that kind of like moment when they're going to turn. You're sitting there thinking it's the Daleks mm. usually being their usual manipulative self. You know, they need the mm. humans for their services, their hands, the mm. fact like that. And come the moment, it's going to turn out they've sent out some distress beacon so they can kill the doctor and, and it's like no no this this is this is not right <laughs> yeah. now the second story set on an alien planet and there's a roller derby involved yeah. this yeah. was my least favorite the revolution game. yeah it's, it was absolutely fine but if this was my least favorite you, of the bunch if you had to have a least favorite this one, lucy yeah. miller's birthday mm. present which involved a very large insect called spartacus <laughs> yes <laughs> I did like that. Was that was wonderful. <laughs> the head so of the revolution. Because <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they learn to? They learned to speak English. They learned to speak from English from old movies old, that yeah, were shown on the, that was projected on the side of the uh, stadium. Because the mm. other ones were Toulouse, Tallulah, and oh god, I can't remember the name of the other insect. But yeah. <laughs> But I like I like that Tulu because that's a little throw back to Daleks in Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> the the planet is a corporation planet that produces a hyper efficient. Oh yes. Uh, solar panels. Solar panels. Yes. Mm. So I think it's something like a hundred and thirty or hundred and twenty percent efficient. Hundred and twenty. Yeah. Which yeah. which uh, the is doctor, impossible. Yeah. Which yeah. the doctor says is queries that. Yeah, but as always, there's a twist to the tale. Yeah, yeah because there is. Um, yeah, the solar panels are made from um, well, uh, what the insects called the um, basically bad things happen to it's the insects. It's made with the insects' wings, effectively. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. yeah and the protein. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's humans. Mm-hmm. Stomping all Exploiting, over everything. Yeah, yeah as usual. The, the humans. The humans are the bad guys in this one. They they yeah. walk. It's the corporation that has walked in, has halted the water that is basically screwing up the insects' life cycle. Yep, they've messed with the ecosystem. So they're remaining mm-hmm. yep. in what's essentially a pupae state. 
and, and then they're, they're harvested. Harvesting them. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you saying that this might have an ecological message in it? That Doctor Who might no, be doing something evil, like <laughs> having an environmental message in it? Oh, I the woke will be upset. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does sort of toy with that idea, yes. Because yeah. it's never done that in its life. And the third one was the haunted house. I'd rather enjoyed yes. this oh, one. Oh yeah, it's it reminded me very much of the fall of House of Usher. Mm. Yeah, it's basically this this grand old house, but there's nothing outside it except static, static. which static. Yeah. which was a bit sapphire and steely. Yes, yes. Mm. and of course but no we, wobbly titles. It was kind of a, <laughs> and a, a, a sapphire and steel meets upstairs downstairs, wasn't it? Or yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me a bit of Chimes of Midnight. Yes, mm. so now yeah. I'll see great Eighth Doctor story. Mm. So the, the upper floor is not meant to mix with the lower floor. And what is the doctor doing in this young lady's bedroom alone? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, all the people above stairs, I mean, you talk about stuffed shirts. Oh, I mean, wasn't the sun an utter twang? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love this, this thing about, you know, they are obviously some distant point in the future because they've managed to travel to this other planet and they terraforming. terraforming it. Yeah. So why does everyone yeah. then revert back to Victorian England? Yeah. <laughs> but it was the worst traits of Victorian it England. Yeah. They needed order, yeah. or so they thought. Mm. Yes. Well, that's their way of clinging on, sort of keeping the static at bay. Mm. I mean, having a sort of, having a hierarchical uh, society in the house. Yeah, it's the worst case of better the devil you know. Yeah. Mm. But of course, all was not as it seems, and the Doctor and Lucy have to sort it out. Try not to spoil too much yeah. I, I, so I do like the idea of the I know it sounds strange in an audio but the visual image of the static coming through oh, the portraits mm, yes. yeah that's one thing that told me it was such a good story is that I could see it happening yeah yeah. it was it was very very atmospheric reminds me a bit of the, the Kasavins from Spyfall yes where they came through yeah, very yeah. much so yeah but this would have been before then when it when it, the, when it this was this, when this, yeah. this 2019 it came yeah. out and yeah. uh, to continue the analogy with uh, Sapphire and Steel it's just the way the static entered the house through the pictures of yeah. the uh, yeah. Yeah. owner's first wife mm. I was going to say the whole idea of Lucy dressed up <laughs> completely out of her comfort zone <laughs> totally upper <laughs> class although she was more than happy to and eat the food and a bit like Ghostlight and I did like the she fact good I did like the fact that the eldest daughter was Fancy also that. showing the hot fat mm. the hots for her <laughs> showing, you know, showing showing an interest in Lucy yes. run away yeah. with me <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one was the island of the, the Fendal, which, as Jean said, was a bit like Image of the Fendal crossed with Wicker Man. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Mm. One thing, one query I had. Now, this was an absolutely fantastic story. Um, the the guy on the beach, the the doctor, mm -hmm. he's trying to protect Lucy because he knows some <laughs> shit's going down. So his way of protecting his mm. way of protecting her is to chloroform her. I mean, uh -huh. what the hell? Use your well, words, he, he dude. He did think that she was the missing, the other one. But still, the, use the your words. But presumably he wanted to, to stop what was going on. Yeah. So if he could stop the twelve getting together, yeah, my, my like kidnapping Maxine, yeah. whatever her name was. My, my feelings is that he knew something slightly what was going on. He knew the setup and the fact that people were being coerced here, not necessarily mm -hmm. against their will, because as soon as they walked on the island, they 
So I think the idea was the only way he thought he could get her away is mm. to against her will, is to chloroform her and physically Gene, take I'd her. like to do a role play with you here. Oh crap. <laughs> Hello. Hello. My name's Dr. Weirdo. You're <laughs> in very great danger. Here is my evidence. Please come with me and I'll get you to safety. Are you okay with that? Okay. <laughs> great. I'll put this chloroform away and I won't need it. <laughs> but she wouldn't say it again. Yeah, she she would have yeah, gone to yeah, the commune. But it was really he didn't even give Lucy a chance. No, it's just... Well, I'm just saying, you have, to, you have to remember, that scenario wouldn't work, because she, in her head, she has the Fendal going, but don't he trust didn't, him. He didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. He's, he well, didn't know that. Well, he knew there's a cult I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> he knew something of the Fendal, didn't yes. he? Yes. He'd he got done research. He knew... Shotgun and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Can we just agree, bit. though, that it was a twonkish move? Oh, I'm not denying <laughs> that. I am not denying it. It was a very twonkish move, this, this, especially this, this, this is chloroform. Yeah, it could have been cyanide. He's never kidding each other. <laughs> this, this story did give me the favourite line of the the set. Go on. Lucy oh, yeah. leading mirror. Why in the name of Terry Nutkins would I have any <laughs> sort of... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because yes. I forgot that she's fr- she's an 80s girl, she's isn't an 80s she? Girl, yes. just, Is she really? Okay, I, I didn't know that. I don't really want to use that at work. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what Terry Nutkins had to do with a particular scenario. Okay. <laughs> just... I suppose they're out in the wild. Yeah. He was on the really wild show. Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> but I, I really hope she does more. Oh God, yes. She's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah, no matter what situation she's chucked in, she's just brilliant. What I also like, it was a kind of flashback for Megan as well, because we got the, the last one we heard was Stranded, which mm. is a very, mm. very close to the end of his run, where mm. com- the time war is rapidly running up against him. So he's not his enthusiastic self anymore. No, but not at all. In this one, it was very much the doctor who stood there and went shoes and ran around in the park. <laughs> yeah. it, this is this is very much the still the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed squirrel yeah. eighth doctor, yeah. mm. which I, I yeah, did a like. Noticeable difference. Yeah, trail. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the eighth doctor. I like Paul McGann's acting, but. This is the version of his Doctor I I prefer. It's almost like I like the early Tom Baker rather than the long yeah. later Tom Baker. Before the character, I won't say the actor, but before the characters got jaded. It's also marvellous the fact that he can quite easily step back into that persona, mm, yeah. even after all these years. I think the, what, the one line on the whole box set that made me go, oh no, was when she <laughs> says, oh, I don't know, you'll be the death of me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they make a couple of them. Yeah. See, I, have, so I the, haven't uh, heard that story yet, so I have no idea how she died. Oh, it's, a, it's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, it? I can tell. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've not heard it either, but it's famous that... Uh, you punched me. <laughs> yeah, and you were falling asleep at the time. Yes. <laughs> and I, you came to bed and I was stu- I was just listening to the last ten minutes <laughs> and he'd just fallen to sleep when it happened and ended. And I was blubbing, Devastated. so I punched him. <laughs> Quite hard, if I remember rightly. <laughs> Don't worry, if Frida, if Frida had to go and do Pooch Perfect... <laughs> 
God. Poosh Perfect. Have you not seen Poosh Perfect? Yes, I have, yes. I've never heard of it. It's a televised dog grooming show. Well, we could guess it. Really? Yes, evidence the kind of like show host with a dog beside her that helps her. Right. So people comb animals for fun. Yeah, apparently so. I do wonder if her final story will have the same impact. Listen to it now, knowing that there's potentially still more stories with her. Oh, it will. It's so wonderful. Really, okay. Maybe we really should do her someday. This is the thing. If, if, you, if you do the ending of the character well, it still hits you even when you watch things out of order. It's like, you know, as much as I hated Adric, <laughs> when I watched... <laughs> I can't remember. Earthshock. Earthshock. I don't get choked up. I didn't at the time, but I still feel for the Screaming. character because of the way it was actually done. I still haven't yeah. an emotional buy-in. Well, the thing is, yeah. this the fi- the final box set. It's a very different Lucy because mm. she's been on she's, Earth in the future. For she's a few seen years. some shit. And has seen some shit. And she's with <laughs> Susan and Susan's son. Oh, and, yeah, oh, yeah. She's a very different character. Mm. But it's just, oh, it's just a marvellous ending. I do like Lu- I was thinking while I was listening to this, and it's a shame that, that she has apparently cast off the mortal coil, that it would be nice if one of McGann, like Lucy, or um, one of the McGann's assistants could appear in the on-screen show because I haven't well, seen... she has been mentioned yeah, Lucy Miller. No, yeah. they got on the screen. name check but because I haven't been seen with him although mm. we, we know because of, of audio but there's no facial recognition so to speak for, for your TV viewers mm. you could actually have her in with a not necessarily with a new doctor but in a story where she knows who the doctor is because she's travelling with the doctor as long as it wasn't just a cameo yeah yeah one whole story I do disagree about the not recognize them not being recognisable as faces. Do you remember the tube train? Oh yeah, oh, it's a yeah. story in India Fisher tells. She was Charlie. She's sitting on a tube train, and a guy sitting opposite her is reading the Doctor Who magazine. And on the back of it is mm. her face. Mm. And he puts <laughs> the magazine and down and closes it. Looks up at her. Looks down. Does a perfect double take <laughs> yep. and smiles at her. <laughs> <laughs> I only mean in the sense that we haven't we haven't had screen time yeah. with them. Yeah. Now that that Sorry. would be kind of cool. Having it would yeah. be good to do a multi-doctor story. Yeah. yeah. Have McGann turn Jane, up for a two-part. They, they really yeah. aren't keen on having a previous Doctor's assistant appearing with the current Doctor. Well, I'm into at the moment. I'm into uh, Unforgotten on Netflix. Oh. They've only got the first three series up, and it Detective. stars Nicola Walker, who plays mm. Livchenka. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. And they're, they're recent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're like a couple of years ago. In the last five years. So. I think. Yeah, she could very, very easily step across. So if yeah. if, if someone was um, a fan of uh, McGann's Doctor Who or just liked Doctor Who, would we recommend this box set? Oh, yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think it probably does help if you know Lucy Miller a bit beforehand. I don't know. Because it assumes you know her a bit. It starts off with her doing her diary through John Pertwee's little recorder thing. Yeah, it gives you a little yeah. recap. <laughs> yeah, you, so you, you don't need to intimately you know where the character, how she joined or what time she's from. Or anything no, no, no. But if you have a sense of... Who she is, I think it helps. Because yeah. she is a very strong character. Point at which she introduces herself as Lisa, Lucy Bleeding Miller to the Daleks <laughs> tell you where she's coming from. But no, I'd, I'd definitely recommend this one. It's it's worth the money. Yay. Uh, yes. 
Definitely. Yeah, I think you can tell the writers like the characters too. Mm. Yeah. They know the characters. Obviously, this is a few years after Lucy Miller's original time in The Big Finish, so they know her quite well. Yeah, I I would say it slots quite easily and quite nicely between the first season and the second season of the McGann Lucy Miller stories. Well, it's actually quite nice to have more of that era of story as well. It's almost like having another season in that era. Right, we would like to know what you guys think of the further adventures of Lucy Miller. (laughs) Shall I tell them how they can tell us? You tell them how they can tell us. You can write to us via show at... Staggering stories dot net. Right, and now it's time for a bit of flotsam and jetsam, where we tell you what we've been doing, whether you want to know or not. Crumbly, tell us what have you been up to? Auditory and literary things well myself and fake crumbly we've been um caning netflix yes fox tv mark two yes uh we've you know just finished watching the irregulars may it rest in peace and we're currently watching timeless oh i love timeless for the uninitiated it was on channel e4 about um about three four years ago Mm -hmm. something like that and uh let's just say it involves time travel and sort of you know trying to stop the uh, course of history being changed okay one series I've started watching, but Fake Crumbly doesn't like. It's um, Altered Carbon. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, that is hardcore cyberpunk. So not quite to everyone's taste, but, I mean, if you like the Matrix films and uh, Blade Runner and such, then give it a whirl. I mean, you might like it. I liked the first season of Altered Carbon. The second season seemed to lose its way a little bit. Mm. I loved the character of Poe in that. Mm. Holographic. The the AI. Hotel. Yeah. The holographic graphic Mm. AI. Mm. All right. As for reading, um, I'm currently wallowing in Greg Bear at the moment. Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) No, so a very good scientific thriller writer. The book I'm reading at the moment is called Darwin's Radio, which is about the next step in human evolution. Okay. Yes, it's it's about, well, I wouldn't say the hysteria, but... um, yeah, the scientific investigation. It's a bit like COVID. People sort of, yeah, sort of pretending it's not there, it's not happening. And uh, the people who are trying to find a cure for it or you know, investigate it further. Mm. Along with Alan Dean Foster, Greg Berry is one of my favourite authors. Yeah, so I do recommend his books. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've, yes. to Rupert. I've been a little less impressive. <laughs> um, at the moment, I'm listening to Big Finish, The Fifth Doctor with Perry and Eremem. I'm going Ooh. through those because oh, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the first time round, so I'm listening to them again. I've got an Audible account, and at the moment, Chris Barry is reading Red Dwarf to me, which is oh, yeah. very yeah. nice of him. My <laughs> <laughs> appointment. And I'm still rampaging through England 963 with my uh, Viking horde. I'm now a boy. Mm-hmm. I finished ah. it as the woman, so I'm now being a bloke. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm kind of awesome. I look like Carl Drogo from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm really muscly. So, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. doing that and um, <laughs> filling in the side quests I was unable to do first time around and discovering that when you start a game Ooh. again, you are not as strong as you were when you finished it. I I've bet. died mm-hmm. a Obviously, lot yeah. through um, forget- <laughs> forgetting to be stealthy. Oh, uh, speaking, speaking of uh, Red Dwarf and Chris Barry... Uh-huh. I've recently discovered on, um, I think it's on eBay, there is a woman out there making uh, Mr. Flibbles. Oh, oh really? brilliant. <laughs> Can I get a Mr. Flibble? May, may I also <laughs> point out one of the side missions that you had to do, Karen? One of the side missions? Yes. Oh, the no. The rabbit feet. Right, okay. 
I come across <laughs> this altar. You have a quest. There's a quest on the altar, and it says, sacrifice five rabbit's feet to the god what's it flubly jib hmm. and i'm like okay, sounds check enough. my inventory i do not have five rabbit's feet i will hunt rabbit so i i crouch down and my stealthy best and i use odin's sight to scan the area and there mm-hmm. i see a rabbit and I shoot oh, him no. and I run down and there's a rabbit's foot. Ha ha, thinks I. Only this one. will be easy. So I stealthily go back up to my stealth point again and I scan the area using Odin's sight and voila, there is another rabbit. And I take oh, aim yeah. and the little bugger keeps moving and I shoot and I miss. Now all was going well <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so I, found, I found another hiding point. Stealthily crouched down, Odin's sight. Aha! There's a thing over there. I take aim and I shoot it and I run over and I've murdered a squirrel. At this point, I hear a voice go, Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbit. And then, and then the voice goes, Oh, though actually you're a Viking, so it should be kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. And there I am in my Carl Drogo best, tromping through the forests of England, trying to catch four more bloody rabbits, and he's sitting behind me on the sofa singing Wagner-esque opera. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Good, Keith, I'm proud of you there. Being very, very All quiet. All the while being accompanied I'm by hunting Elmer Wabbit. Yeah. It took me nearly no. an hour to complete a quest that I could have done in ten minutes. <laughs> Sorry, but when you mentioned the rabbit, I thought it would have been the rabbit from Monty Python. No, no. that would have been positively easy. Well, what was happening, what had happened is they'd all gathered in one clearing, were leaning against a tree, eating a carrot, going, yeah, what's up, duck? <laughs> Do you know what's extra, extra annoying? After I completed it, hunting around this copse for ages, and I'd sacrificed them to the God Watch It Jubilee flip. I then ran up to the top of a hill, and there were hundreds of the buggers on the other side, all gathered. (laughs) They knew you were coming. It was a bad day. What have you been doing, boy? You need to kill the rabbit. (laughs) Come on, boy, what have you been doing? Well, my long, long time in lockdown and whatever, I've been continually painting Daleks. I have spots before my eyes. I'm going to have to do a a post on Facebook eventually of all the figures that I've painted in this lockdown. He's up to four now. I'm up to four. (laughs) Um, Book-wise, I've been reading Anno Dracula by... Oh, God, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember his name. Bob. I've heard of that. Uh, Bob Newman, that's it. Kim Newman. I thought I was going to say Bob. Kim Kim Newman. It's basically uh, an alternate story set in the Victorian period of what would happen if Dracula won. And And it's using all manner of literary characters from rather like... League of uh, Gentlemen. Mm. It's rather like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and it's using literary characters from other books Mm. in this Mm. plot. So you've got Sherlock Holmes, Karnak, 
and um oh somebody else. and it, it is harry potter it is an it, it's an interesting read and an interesting take of what could have possibly gone mm. on is that on kindle why yeah why am i reminded of uh, the man from the diogenes club same guy same guy mm. it's the yeah, same right. writer mm. and uh, again in quite a few cases it's the same characters it's the characters mm-hmm. from the Diogenes Club are in this slightly alternate timeline. Because mm. you said, I mean, there is a timeline where it, it, it's fashionable to be a vampire. Yes, this, this is it. What, what happens is I think Dracula gets as far as Queen Victoria and manages to mm. get himself installed as Queen Consult. Ooh. So it is now in vogue to be a vampire. It's fashionable. So Dracula mm. was having it away with Vic? After... Oh. Yeah, after the bl- for a bit of bloodletting, yes. <laughs> she was a goer, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Young Adam, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? I've just finished Doc to the Lonely Assassins, oh. which is the mobile game oh, yes. came out recently-ish. Any good? Yeah, it is good. Yeah, it's not too long. Basically, you've picked up a, a phone she's in Lost by West Drumlins from Blink. Dun, 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 dun. And Osgood phones you on it, and with her help, you have to go through and try to reconstruct what happened. Which which doctor is it? Well, you don't actually see the doctor until the very end, but it's mainly Osgood. Right, OK. It is with Tarka at the end. Cool. You should make it to the end. <laughs> yeah, and it's got the same character, Larry, yes. from Blink. Oh, right, OK, yeah. Same same actor. Oh. So he provides video and voice stuff like that. Oddly, Kerry Mulligan is not Funny involved. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So is that on the um, App Store? Yep. I think it's 30% off at the moment as well. So I think it's on both Android and iOS. Mm. Yeah, it's good fun. Like a little mystery thing. Excellent. Have you been doing anything else other than titting around on your phone? (laughs) I just recently finished Invincible as well. Season 1 of Invincible, which you mentioned in the news. That animated series on uh, Amazon Prime. Have we seen that? Uh, No. Quite good, quite good. Definitely a great cast in it. Like J.K. Simmons, what have you. It, It feels a bit like The Boys in that... It's a somewhat more real take yeah. on superheroes. They get up to dodgy so much stuff. Bloodier, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. These these aren't well. At least some of them aren't particularly nice people, and uh, yeah. so, collateral damage is a real thing. And so it's the Invincibles. Invincible. Oh, okay, absolutely. Which is the name of the main character, who's the kid of Superman, effectively. Omni Man. Genie, what yes. are you doing with yourself? Mm, absolutely sweet, Fanny Adams. Oh, <laughs> you're, a, you're a bundle of joy. Aren't I just? I'm working my way back through Stargate, which oh. I'm thoroughly enjoying because I didn't make it all the way through all ten seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why not? Quite a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's quite interesting seeing some stories I did remember and some stories that I obviously missed along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Not basically. It's just a lot of work and a, a lot yeah. of sewing at the moment tends to be my thing more than reading. Stargate. You work and no play. Stargate is mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's SG one we're talking. Yeah. About. Yeah. All right then. Well, you rabble. Why not tell us what you're doing? We'd like to hear it. We might pretend we don't want to, but we do. <laughs> you can write to us via show at Staggering Stories dot net. Woo-hoo. Dear listeners, we've been watching television. Have. Yes, indeed. Mm, a film, really. A film, yes. And what is the name of that film? Palm Spring. Was that a rhetorical question? Did you want to answer that? Mm-hmm. No, you do it again. Do that sentence again. <laughs> I kind of messed that up. And what was the name of that film? It was Palm Springs. And it was very funny. Let's pause for music. 
course, it being a time loop story, we could just redo the intro again. We could do. That was quite <laughs> Right, Palm Springs. It's uh, Groundhog Day. Uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, windows of Opportunity. Just pick a sci-fi Russian thing. doll. Exactly. And everyone's done an episode and they're always a lot of fun. And this film was an exceptional amount of fun. It basically takes place at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. your protagonists are Niles and Sarah. And <laughs> they're stuck living the same day over and over and over again. And it involves their many and varied and often hilarious attempts to break this time loop. And it's brilliant. I might have said. <laughs> over to you, Crumbly. Uh, I have a slight confession to you make. Uh, it. No. <laughs> over to you, Jean. Well, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, so I saw yeah. like, we've got to review Palm Strings. So I go on and Palm Strings and it opens up and it's a rom-com. And I'm like, how is this a science fiction? Karen's finally lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she she has. So I I quickly Googled and it said, this rom-com sci-fi. So I thought, okay, I'll stick with it. Um, It Yeah, it's, I quite like, because it does have pathos in it, which is quite nice as well towards Mm. the end. And how the characters solidify. Yeah, it's just, it really is that kind of like, you know, if you know that every day is going to repeat. Yeah. And going through the phases of denial, then having fun with it, then educating yourself with it, then taking account of the consequences. It's almost like adult, yeah, going from childhood to adulthood. And I did like like the the ending. Oh, yeah. At, at the that, bar, I thought yeah, that was quite yeah. nice. That was yeah. good. The, the pre-credits teaser. I liked um, the fact that, because Niles was stuck in it first, and yeah. you got the impression he'd been stuck in it for many, many years, mm-hmm. all living yeah. living out the same mm-hmm. day over and over again. But it's the way he didn't lose his own sense of ethics, because no matter what he did, he never did anything to hurt someone mm. like not that we saw like the the idea my well i think after about a week of it i'd be walking around seeing who how many people i could shoot with the crossbow I, I, i've seen you play <laughs> grand theft auto <laughs> it's it's quite horrifying yeah. i get a feeling he did do that he did say he did tell sarah at one point don't do bad things to people although it resets and they don't know it you have to live with yeah that. yeah, mm. yeah. i get the feeling oh, he, he has done it a it bit and, and then he regretted yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. But he did manage to sleep his way through the entire wedding guest list, by the look of it. (laughs) Daisy Daisy Darla and Jerry. Including the bride's father. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally like the fact that you've at the beginning of it, you see it from Sarah's point of view. And Sarah, at the beginning, is not in the time loop. But Niles mm. has been around a couple of times. Yeah. So it begins in camera. And his dance moves at the beginning of the oh, party. Yeah, he knows where Very everyone's going to move and how they're going to move. Yeah. And he yeah. interjects mm. himself <laughs> into the dances. Yeah. Takes advantage of a few things. Yeah. But yeah. When I first watched it, I had no idea that this was going to be a Groundhog Day thing. No. So I thought, this feels a bit too contrived, a bit too choreographed, this whole <laughs> Dancing, it's not very realistic, is it? Uh, but then it does make sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you when you come back to it. And yeah. then you've got what's the guy's name? Bob, is it? No. The guy with the shot. Yeah. The crossbow. Roy. The, John, uh, John K. Simmons' Roy. character. Roy. 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 That's it. Yeah. And then you, then Roy, you've got yes. Roy, who when <laughs> one of the let's call them loops. Yeah. He got high as a mm. kite with Niles, and Niles took him to this cave where it all um, where the time loop where starts. The time loop where it's happening. Oh, yes. Now Roy takes this less than well. And spends Indeed. many, many loops trying to hunt and kill Niles <laughs> in many, many ingenious fashions. Yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> um, when Sarah gets in, she gets dragged into the loop accidentally. Yeah. She's a, she's a good yep. soul. She's tried to Roy, help. Roy has shot Niles with a crossbow <laughs> or with a longbow <laughs> and she's trying to help and she gets dragged into this time loop. But. She tries many ways to kill herself, and it shouldn't have been funny mm. at all. But they really were the the aeroplane, the the biplane. That was just so... <laughs> they ran out of fuel, but then they exploded like yeah. they were full of. Yeah. Uh, and she's st- yeah, sure and it's there. the truck. It's always the same I, I, truck. I feel sorry for the guy, the uh, the fuel carrier. Truck. Yeah, she steps in front of it, falls in front of it, drives? then drives at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, there's a scene involving a brachiosaurs. Yes. Now, what does that mean? That's very weird. No, I'm not quite sure what to well, make of that. I, I think... Well, there's there's magic mushrooms involved. Huh? Well, in the when you first see them, yes, but not when yeah, you last see Yeah, they're in the credits. Uh, but I think yeah. they're actually in the time loop. They've walked into the time loop uh, right back in prehistoric age. Oh, so, so they walked. They were in the cave. They, they walked mm, into the cave, yeah. walked through mm. the cave, walked by the cave. So they're stuck but, in the loop. But, but how does that make sense? Because they they wouldn't get to our time, right. would they? Well, they're they skeletons. They're repeating the same day loop. in the Jurassic yeah. period. You, you'd never die. You'd you'll be continually exist. Oh no, no, for, I see what Adam's yeah, getting. Yeah, but at. surely they should be living their day over and over and over and over. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in twenty twenty one or whatever. Time is footed. Basically, it, in it this could his footst. I was going to say it could be because they're both in a time loop, although it's separate time loops, so they might be able to glimpse other time loops. But could anyway, mm-hmm. the one thing we've all forgotten, the most important thing, is what happened to the goat. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, somewhere in time. Yeah, that poor goat. Mm, unless no. it got, bl- unless it was actually blown up for good. And, it must and have been because it didn't return. Where did you she didn't... get all that C four? Well, the thing is, things she you didn't see in each day. You didn't see where they popped out of because when you just saw the explosion, and then the next scene they were in the pool. Oh, in the, that family's so pool. You, yeah, the, you mm. don't know about the goat. You just didn't mm. see where it popped out. Okay, so perhaps the goat is somewhere. It's somewhere in time. Okay. Yeah. But Niles, Andy Samberg's character, yeah. after he leaves the loop, it goes reverts so to his first version. No, 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 no. That because Ron is still in the loop. Roy. Sorry, Roy is still yeah. in the loop. Then Niles reverts to his first version, but the actual Niles yeah. is out of the loop. Yeah, but he's just in the next day or whatever. Yeah. He's he's just continuing his life after that. Yeah. yeah. But that would imply if the goat got out, the goat would be the first version of the goat and should still be there too. Yeah, but it wandered off. It's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. They don't make any attempt to explain. No, no. It's fun. How it happened. But- I, I love the fact, though, that she was the one who educated herself. Oh, yeah. She spent years he, learning quant- yeah. quantum physics and quantum mechanics. He's just and, accepted it. Yeah, he spent years drinking beer, shagging mm. everyone who would let him and swimming right. in the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, and when we first see him, he's basically given up. Yes, yes totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's besides going through the motions. Besides Roy, he's on his own. And yeah. Roy only shows up... When he gets ma- angry enough. Ma- maybe once a week, if... 
a week mm. has any meaning <laughs> in a timeless place. That's what makes it interesting. In fact, you've got other characters in the time. Yeah. A bit like Russian Doll. Yes. But it shows here how much more you can do with the concept if you've got more than yeah. one person. Yeah. If you want. Because you do have then, you have continuity with those people, yeah. which you don't have with anything else in the world. Yeah. Which adds a lot to the storytelling, I yeah. think. Not having actually seen Groundhog Day fully. <laughs> 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 Unbelievably, although so many takeoffs of it. Worry, I've, I've never seen Groundhog Day. <laughs> the attempts to stay awake as well. Oh God! So the crystal much meth. coffee, mm. and he, yeah, he said he got as far as Alaska on crystal meth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that does make me think as well. What would happen if one of them stayed awake well into the next day? And he interacted with the other. Well, this is the thing. It's a tie as it's a timey wimey thing because that's what yeah. I was thinking. Mm. What if she falls asleep now and he doesn't? Then it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just when he falls asleep, they'll both be back where they are. But in the meantime, she's not existing. Or no, there's they, a splinter of her. They can fall asleep at different times. There's a splinter of her doing another thing. It'll be back to the first version of them. It's all very confusing, as isn't never, it? <laughs> never been in the loop? I don't know. Or the version after they left the See, loop? See, this is why we can't have nice things. We, this is a, a silly <laughs> nonsense of a film, <laughs> and we, we tear it to pieces you, you and try and little, logicalise a little, it. A little thread, a little plot hole, you just unravel it, you put it all to pieces. That's interesting, the mechanics of time travel. <laughs> when you've figured out the mechanics of time travel, let everyone else know, including mm. Einstein. But it, yeah. it really is a... It's a it's, it's a fun, good film. It. it is good. The, br- the yeah. bridegroom is an ass. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Superman. Yeah, and the um, Niles' girlfriend is the most vacuous waste of skin in the world. <laughs> the <bit laughs> where they... Leave me, I'm she... leaving you first. I just thought about it. She gets a lot of head in this film. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where they blindfolded the other guy oh. and sent him into the room where she was um, becoming intimate with another guy. <laughs> <laughs> also the dance in the bar oh this is when they, they burst into that bar and that is the most laid-back bar in the world they just everything they're like yeah cool this is happening but they're dressed up as rejects from the 1980s and burst into this bar and perform a terribly choreographed 1980s dance and then run away <laughs> and everyone at the bar is just like yeah okay that happened <laughs> have another drink <laughs> it's a small town yeah. we, we yep. really yeah. do recommend this one it's so much fun we're sorry if we sport it for you but, but watch it anyway it was not right. really the concepts are less important than the other fun yes exactly the, the, the yeah. plot plays second fiddle to what's actually going on in the screen and what's the, the woman who plays Sarah what's her name Christian Miliotti she's got the biggest eyes in the world mm. she really has got big she eyes recognize her from she somewhere. has been in a lot recently do you remember the Star Trek episode of Black Mirror oh, she was that's in right. she She's been in another couple of films that I've called recently. So, yeah, Yeah. her her star has suddenly exploded and she's been Mm. in a lot of bit parts or not major movies but a lot of mo- a lot of things but i've never seen anyone swim underwater as aggressively as she did it one in one scene <laughs> that was anger <laughs> but we can't talk about it anymore because we will spoil it but it's so so good and we would like you all to watch it and tell us what you think oh yeah i do recommend that definitely has the done seal of approval it's a weird ass film yeah in <laughs> yep. a good way in a good way when you have watched it you could write and tell us about it. <laughs> Shall I tell them how? Tell them how. Via show. At. Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. 
Just imagine <laughs> next week we can go the other way round. We can. We can go in reverse and point at each other. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Have we got any letters? No feedback. Oh, oh. no. No feedback. No feedback. That's so sad. Yeah. The last lockdown podcast and there's no feedback. Well, you say last. Tell, well, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Well, yeah. even though listeners haven't written to us, I know someone who still cares and he's glaring <gasps> at the back of your head. He's a bit blurry. Mm. He's very head? blurry at the moment. Why is he blurry? Is he, he's fa- not in is focus. he phasing? Is he fading in and out? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, one, two, three. Hello, Head of Hello, Grunhilda Nobnacker. <laughs> Hello, Orange Clara. Is Cardboard Clara still over there? Hi, sweetie. Still irradiated. What are you doing? Oh, he's got a still orange. counter. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, we get to see we get to see them all again next yeah. time. I'm so next looking time. forward to that. Oh, it's yeah. going to be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you and I were all going to sit there, look at each other, going, uh... Hello? Are you real? <laughs> we're going to be like monkeys. We're going to stare and throw feces at each other. What, in Adam's living room? <laughs> in Adam's living room. <laughs> Do we have to throw our own, or no, can we throw each other's? No, as we're married, we can throw each other's. Oh, good. <laughs> Does it have to be at Adam? Yeah, you've had your second shot. You're allowed to lick things now. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Oh, thanks, God. (laughs) But it's the end of a virtual one. (laughs) Hopefully. Yes, hopefully, yes. But never fear, in the next one, we'll all be together. Physically. Intimately. (laughs) No. Some of us. (laughs) Can I I lick Adam? If you like. (laughs) See what he tastes like. Between my toes, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Can be clean. (laughs) (laughs) Chewy. (laughs) Gritty. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More More athlete's foot. (laughs) (laughs) And that as well. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who all are new. So until that... L for lockdown. Lusty. (laughs) Lascivious. Lecherous. Lickable. Loitering. Laconic. Lion. Languishing. <laughs> Limply. In a lettuce bed. You're just saying words. <laughs> Comes lolloping towards us. Lustfully. Oh, God. <laughs> this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Au revoir. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 367, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and The Real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. That was unnecessary. I thought that was very necessary. Escape room in Queen Square. Oh, really? Yeah. Just down from Starbucks. Mm. I'm so glad they opened. I did, I did an article about them when they put their planning application in. Well, that's okay. an idea for the for the bank holiday weekend, if we could get in. Yeah, got to do it. <laughs> we can't fail. <laughs> Not counting Nick's 
abbreviated whatever that was. I've never failed an escape room yet. <laughs> we we didn't. Anyone can do an escape room with twenty thirty yeah. minutes to spare. It takes minute. skill to do it in two seconds. <laughs> and he was getting a right old worry on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Gene drops the time. magnet. Every time we. <laughs> Every time you get close to, to not doing it, it's going to get worse than anything else. Got to do the Doctor Who one as well at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's still there. That's the thing. It's and the Harry Potter thing. I know, Gene, you've done the Harry Potter one, haven't you? No, Not I an escape room, but the Harry I've Potter one. I've done the Harry Potter experience. Yeah, experience, yeah, that's what I mean. Thingy display, but I'd happily go again. It's one of those ones that's so big, you, you would yeah. go around it two, three, four times and still see... New things. Not mm. Ben. Even ben though they told me the spider you. is really scary. It is. <laughs> the dragon, the dragon burning down like, Gringotts is phenomenal. He likes the dragon, but the spider was very scary. <laughs> also, I've just, I've just seen your um, Sarah Brooker's email. I think you might have retweeted. Apparently, one of the doubtful sport ballots cast in Brighton and Hope was a vote for Jackie Weaver. It was. <laughs> <laughs> she is a goddess. She is. She is. <laughs> she didn't have the authority. Oh yes, she did. We used to do this uh, staggering so, story subliminal message. So subliminal. Now, I can't you, remember it. You know, subliminal messages. You're yeah. not meant to know they're happening. Yeah. We, we used to introduce them with a fanfare. Okay. <laughs> and Andy going, and now for a subliminal message. Okay. <laughs> I thought she was. I thought she was doing like a a concert wave. She's bringing the par. Yeah. She's bringing the party to the podcast. Mexican wave. One woman Mexican Woo. wave. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I hope that shows up on audio. You oh. just squeezed my arm. Oh, I mean, no, it's crawling it out. With your shoulder. It you was know, just... do, do, do you remember when I told you the pain went up and down my entire arm up to my face? My shoulder is encompassed in that. Don't hit my bum. My bum is hurt as well. So down to I'm your bum. squeezing your bum. I farted on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> So now I've had my second jab. Does that mean I can lick things just outside? Just God, generally. lampposts. The lampposts out there. The trees. Windows. There's a yeah. squirrel. Lick <laughs> a squirrel. Oh. It might Maybe bite bonk. back. That's the only thing. Yeah. You poke you my arm a... once more and I'm going to put a microphone in you. <laughs> <laughs>